We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. The latest on an alleged plan to assassinate Donald Trump. This man grabbed by police at a packed rally in Las Vegas and ABC's Pierre Thomas has new details in Washington. Weighing up the mood of conservative America in a gun show in West Virginia. Among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's anger and dark talk of looming conflict. We are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the country. Dear viewers, we have just received word that Libertarian Death Squad is taking over. We have come to take our country back. He also worries that civil war could be on the way back. Her son, 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson, was shot and killed inside the then cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol Hill. Over of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so spectacularly um, and alarmingly wrong. Reality, thousands of miles away, is now on him. China is urging its not to travel abroad it struggles to contain the virus. We will be standing up Christmas Island as a quarantine. Joe Brandon, I agree. Hey, by the way, China are you an now banned from entering the country. Christmas Island today declared that the coronavirus Name three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the American people think. and not tweet after 3 a.m.? People in this room would, would like to see that. Um, It'll make them feel more I will, confident. I will aspire to, to tweet uh, less after 3 a.m. But I mean, it, it is important that, you know, I mean, if I were to say, yes, you can influence me, that would be wrong. That would be very wrong. Because me, that would be a diminishment of freedom of speech. But I want to be specific about influencing. It's more of an open feedback loop for the advertising experts in this room to help develop Twitter into a place where they will be excited about investing more money. Product development, yeah. ad safety, sure. content moderation. That's what the influence is. Yeah. I kind of looked at 2018 with excitement, but, but really what it was about is that w there's a lot of people who were awoken to the fact that diversity and inclusion is, besides the right thing to do, that it's good for business. So whether or not I would say maybe some of those folks came late to the party, come on in. Because now we leave 2018 awake 
Now I think what we have to think about is how do we come back here and say what did we accomplish and that it's time to really make that change. We'll feed the data, but now they're awake. Now that we're awake, what's the action? And those are the things that we talk about all all the time at my company, or what are the action items from the top to say we need more people in the C-suite to how do we change recruiting to make sure that we have these people in the pipeline, in the ecosystem to grow in the company. Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm James Madison, and... This has been kind of a long time coming now. It's been a few months. Elon Musk asked Twitter on a poll if he should step down as Twitter CEO or, as he put it, chief twit. And the poll said somewhere in the high range of 80% yes. And there were some arguments that a lot of the polls were, uh, a lot of people participating in the, in the uh, polls were bots, so on and so forth. But a new, dubious, very sus CEO has been appointed. Now, it's worth bearing in mind that Elon Musk will still be the overarching owner of Twitter as a property, he can remove her at whim. Elon Musk effectively will be a one-man board that looms over this woman. So, though, yes, World Economic Forum's and everything intact, uh, Elon Musk will still have overarching sway, and this is something I've said before with Elon Musk. We may like a lot of things he does, we may be critical of a lot of things he does, but as long as he still operates manufacturing plants in China... And turns around and says, "Oh yes, the quali- We need to, we need to fight for for a betterment of human life." And then he's gonna turn around and say, "Oh, I need to fight for free speech." And then say, "Elon, uh, Alex Jones can't be on Twitter." Yeah, no, I uh, laugh when he does good things, glare, and admonish when he does bad things. Is basically been my sentiment because I don't know what he's gonna do. I don't. Is he a globalist? Potentially, perhaps. He certainly seems to go after globalism, certainly seems to have a, a grudge towards the philosophy of, philosophy of it, but also has a lot of issues for some reason with the ideal, uh, with the ideology of populism. He wants people to have kids, but also wants to put a brain chip in everybody by 2030. I guess all this to say is I don't I've never fully known what to make of Elon Musk other than I don't usually want to bet against him. When he says he's going to do something, he tends to set out and do it for better or for worse. So let's get in this article. We have two articles to read and we have some clips to watch. Breaking. It was a couple days ago. So but this article we're getting to after this is a lot newer, has new information in it. Elon Musk announces he's hired a new Twitter CEO. She will be starting in six weeks. It will be, so May 11th, it will be five weeks as of the time of recording, by Roberta Wakewell-Cruz, current Twitter X-Corp CEO Elon Musk. Now, X-Corp, X is what Twitter and a lot of these online properties are set to become. So... We'll, uh, we'll, we'll see. X is supposed to be the everything app. What that entails, we don't fully know. I, I'm still kind of perplexed by the fact that he hasn't put Vine back on. Twitter owns Vine. It's still clearly in Vine software. So why is that not integrated? Why is that not at least back online? Oh, uh, well. <clears throat> Announced at his social media platform on Thursday that he found his replacement and 
that she will start at the position in roughly six weeks. Musk stated in the tweet, quote, Excited to announce that I've a new CEO for X Twitter. She will be starting in six weeks. My role will transition to being executive chair and CTO over overseeing products, software, and psyops. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's funny. Now, does this clip relate to anything? In terms of what makes us vulnerable to misinformation, crisis events themselves make us vulnerable to misinformation, especially when there's uncertainty um, about what's actually going on and anxiety about what we can do um, to uh, prevent harm or what we can do to protect ourselves or take action to respond to the crisis event. So the pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic, has both uncertainty and anxiety, and it has it for an extended period of time. And so absolutely, this makes us acutely vulnerable to, you know, going out to seek information, to come, trying to come up with explanations of what's going on to help us make better decisions, and therefore um, to being vulnerable both, both to misinformation where people are accidentally getting things wrong and disinformation when people are intentionally trying to manipulate us. Today is November 2nd, 2022. Anno Domini, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. I'm Jack Posobiec, and that was Kate Starbird, who is a member of this election integrity disinformation misinformation project the partnership working directly with the department of homeland security serving on it behind the scenes to censor the internet and safety and integrity at twitter had also learned nay deresta and others have been working for years behind the scenes to censor the internet and manipulate the narrative we're also learning now that elon musk and his team, the, working with the current team, this guy, Yoel Roth, the head of safety and integrity at Twitter, have been working with the same group all along. To make sense of this and to understand what's really going on here, these implications, I want to invite today's special guest co-host, Mr. Darren Beatty, a former White House speechwriter and official and the editor of Revolver News. Darren, thanks so much for joining us. Great to be here. Thank you, Jack. So so what are we to make of this, Darren, this, this idea that Elon Musk, Twitter, the DHS leaks, all of it seems to be combined, basically. They're all the same group of people. Absolutely. They're all the same group of people. It's all a network. It's all this sort of people employed by the disinformation architecture. And as we all know, disinformation is the new favorite censorship predicate of the regime, because it's not just calling somebody racist and so forth, which gives them social punishments. Say someone's spreading disinformation suggests a national security violation and therefore helps the regime's intention to marshal the full weight and power of the national security state to shut up anybody who questions them on election issues, on health issues such as COVID principally, and on January 6th, on immigration, it's the whole gamut. And one thing that's really interesting well, and, about- and, and to, to your point, um, we've actually been able to go through and pinpoint that that very same person, Kate Starbird, was one of the people that was instrumental in flagging the Hunter Biden laptop as a piece of disinformation in October of 2020. So everybody remembers that story. Everybody remembers that that censorship played a direct role in the outcome of the 2020 election. This individual was directly tied to that censorship. Absolutely. And not just in this case, disinformation, but specifically evil Russian disinformation. Yes, of course. And yes, of course, yes. The worst of all. She had the support of how many in, in IC, quote unquote, intelligence community mediocrities just destroyed what little was left of their credibility to add, say, oh, yes, 
They're right. This is a Russian operation. It all turned out to be phony. It all turned and all out the fingerprints. I love that phrase. All the fingerprints of Russian of a Russian operation. Right. There's no. It, it, it always. I always go back to when um, General H.R. McMaster was on Joe Rogan, and Rogan, sort of as an aside, says, "Have you heard about these, you know, potential chaos agents and uh, uh, agitators at January 6?" And and McMaster immediately says, "Who? You mean the Russians?" As if the Russians were behind January 6th, because this is what he's been trained to think. He's been trained to think that if there's any false flag out there, it must be, of course, done by the Russians. And this is a perfect segue into our friend Rene DiResta. Yes. <laughs> this is a perfect segue. So, so explain, just, explain who she is for everyone and, and what role she plays. Okay, so she and I have a, shall we say, vexed history, because this thing called the Election Integrity Partnership, which is a sham project. It's backed by the Berkman Klein Center at Harvard, which is a censorship board. See, now this new thing is that every major university needs its own, basically, censorship laboratory. And so Harvard Stanford, actually Stanford, Harvard, Harvard has a few, I think, actually. Harvard, Georgetown. Harvard has the Berkman Klein Center and the Shorenstein Center, run by really someone who looks hideous. And uh, Stanford has the Internet Observatory, and they all have their own thing. And so Rene DiResta is one of these censorship um, Start. She's in the she's in the same constellation as Nina Yankovic, not quite as charming and not as ridiculous, frankly, um, but arguably more sinister. And this election integrity partnership group that she was part of the, this report basically going on about all the things, all the speech that they would just love to censor, all the speech they just love to get their hands on and crush. And she did a very detailed report on how Revolver News, my news organization, was responsible for seeding the narrative of the color revolution leading up to 2020. And it was actually, in some ways, her report is instructive and helpful to me because the whole case is like, look how influential Revolver and Darren B had been in seeding this narrative of color revolution and right, right, exactly. all these tools to show how, oh, it went from here to here to here. But ultimately, it's a joke. It's so what are we to make? What are we to make, Darren? And we, we got about 90 seconds left in a second. Yeah. What what are we to make of this idea that Elon is meeting with people like this, meeting with these other NGOs? I, I think yeah. he should just cut them out completely. He should trust his instincts and go with freedom of speech. Don't let any of these people with this track record or any track record tell him what to do. Well, they're all jokes. They're all sinister. And I don't know if we should wait until after the break to discuss Renee DiResta's Alabama secret. She has a dark secret. I call it the dark Alabama secret of Renee DiResta, which disqualifies her. I mean, there's a basic expected threshold of maliciousness and duplicity and ridiculousness that we ascribe to these disinformation um, uh, clowns. Uh, but in her case, it's more than people could even imagine it. They don't know what she's behind. So we'll just leave it as a teaser. She's got the dark Alabama secret, and you won't believe what it is. And in terms of All right. Moving on. I don't know what that secret in Alabama is, so I can't comment on it. In December, Musk posted a poll asking users if he should step down as the head of the company and noted that he would aid, he would abide by the results of the poll. Quote, should I step down as head of Twitter? I will abide by the results of this poll. He wrote, after 17 million votes, yes, beat out no at 57.5% to 42.5%. On Friday, former Twitter CEO and founder of the platform Jack Dorsey said that Musk is not the best leader for the site that he founded. Yeah, and you clearly weren't. Jack, you clearly had moral issues with what was going on around you, but with the golden handcuffs and the lofty paycheck you were getting, you were happy just to sit back and surrender to woke progressives and special agents in special intelligence 
agencies to let them run your platform while you just sat there grooming your Rasmussen-esque beard and collecting fat lumps of some while America was ripped to shreds and your platform under your rule was used as a weapon for that division. Whereas now, Twitter, for better or worse, is actually where arguments slash conversations are happening. News is getting out. If you look at what's trending, it's constantly fluctuating between left-wing, right-wing, and libertarian talking points with various little goofy, random, you-don't-know-what-the-hell-the-other-hashtags-are-in-between. So the conversations are happening now, and it's more organic and natural because what's trending one minute is entirely different than the next. Whereas uh, back in the day, one thing would stay consistently trending for weeks at a time to push home the narrative. But we've seen that change. Uh, quote, no. Dorsey answered after being asked if Musk was the best leader for Twitter. Quote, nor do I think he acted right after realizing his timing of the purchase was bad. Nor do I think the board should have forced the sale. It all went south. It only went south because you got ousted and lost your cushy little paycheck. But now, that's a nice little, uh, little, uh, lump sum, I guess, of information. But who is this woman? Right here. Elon Musk's choice for Twitter CEO is NBC Advertising Exec and World Economic Forum Chair, Linda Linda Yaccarino. This is from Breitbart. We're going to get through this article and then we're going to go watch some clips because here's the thing about this woman. She is a supposedly, and her records show it, she gives large sums of money to GOP candidates and GOP causes, yet she also pushes diversity, inclusion, and inequity. Sorry, diversity, inclusion, and equity. She pushes those narratives. She also works with the World Economic Forum as chair. There's a lot of things that really don't add up about her. She's very much, at least to me, gives off controlled opposition vibes. Enough good behavior here, enough good behavior there. Keep raising the ESG credit here. Keep looking good here. And move the ball in the corporate world here. Her nickname is the Velvet Hammer. And you'll see what I mean here in a minute. Article is by Lucas Nolan. Elon Musk has reportedly chosen Linda Yaccarino as a, a seasoned media executive, World Economic Forum chairperson, and coronavirus vaccination campaign creator that... L- to lead Twitter, hoping to bring stability to the platform that has been recently characterized by turbulence and controversy. Now, here's a real litmus test here. Tucker Carlson launches his show. Let's see what happens with it. Does he have full reign? Does he go off kilter and do whatever he wants? And then what does Twitter do? Does Twitter let him just do, do what he does and all his hunky-dory? Fine. No complaints whatsoever. Ultimately, if this woman does do her job properly... I should forget she exists. No, really. She should just fade into the background. The only reason why I'll know she exists or remember she exists, other than to be a part of my job doing the show, is because she will bring change. Will she? Will, will the honeymoon with Twitter be over and it's all back to old censorship as usual? I don't think so. I don't see Twitter slipping back into that kind of control. Besides, the World Economic Forum operates in public anyway. I don't think they really care about being called out anymore. As far as they're concerned, the bulls are already in motion. 
and the vaccine vaccination campaign created. And what's interesting is Elon Musk in the Twitter files, especially revolving around the Fauci files, something we covered on this show, revealed how Twitter and everyone in like in uh, in executive positions at Twitter knew the vaccine was linked to a long slew of medical consequences and issues, and uh, me- me- well, medical side effects specifically. I'll give me one second here. They were told to suppress anything other than information, and they're told to suppress any information that would discourage people from getting the vaccine and to promote through algorithm posts that encourage people to get vaccinated. So again, be cautious. I can't dish out white pills here, but I also can't dish out black pills here either. I really don't know what to expect with this woman. So all we can do is sit back and let time tell. Let's continue. To lead Twitter hoping to bring stability to the platform that has been recently characterized by turbulence and controversy. Wall Street Journal reports that Elon Musk has chosen Linda Yaccarino. Is are you moving on? Elon Musk announced his decision to step down as Twitter CEO of the social media platform, reportedly cho- uh, choosing to hand the helm to Linda Yaccarino in a move that signifies a significant change in leadership at Twitter. Yaccarino, an advertising executive at NBC Universal, is known for leading effective media campaigns and propaganda and psyops and all and a whole ton of other bad shit. Anyway, leading effective media campaigns and participating in international forums on important topics. Quote, excited to announce that I've hired a new CEO for X slash Twitter, Musk posted on uh, Thursday. She will be starting in six weeks. My role will be, will be transitioning uh, to becoming uh, being exec chair and CTO, overseeing product, software, and uh, synops. Yeah, Carino has had a remarkable amount of success during his time uh, as chairman of the global advertising... Uh... Yak... You mean her. Got it. There was a typo. Yakarino has had remarkable amounts of success during her time as chairman of the global advertising and partnerships at NBC Universal. She oversaw strategies that led to over $100 billion in ad sales and was instrumental in the network's streaming services Peacock's launch. It is likely that Musk is hoping she can fix Twitter's massive loss of advertising revenue during this tenure. But what does that mean? Anyone, you know, around my age will remember the YouTube apocalypse and how everybody blamed that on PewDiePie when it had nothing to do with PewDiePie. But what happened is, in order to keep sponsors, YouTube brought down the iron fist and they banned, censored, and silenced anyone who had too edgy of a sense of humor. We lost people like, look, I know this will do content, but their content sucks. iDubs, Crumble, Leafy got fucking nuked. Monkey Jones got fucking nuked. Uh, Pink Guy fled. I don't really care for his new career. Everybody celebrates it. There's some good music there, but it's just not my thing. Uh, Max Mofo, anything for views. Chad. A lot of just premium content. The Baited Podcast, original Keemstar content. Just gone forever because they were forced to strip back on the level of humor they could put out in the public because advertisers were scared away by edgy humor. Could you see that here on Twitter? And if that's the case, man, Twitter, if Twitter goes down in flames, 
oh well so be it i bought twitter stock twitter stock got all bought up by elon musk i turn around put all that money into digital world acquisition aka dwack or you know true social stuff so fine let that crumble people will move over to truth truth honestly is becoming a twitter clone anyway and the moderation and policies on truth are actually a little less stringent i've noticed as much as like the rules on paper are more what's on rules are more are more strict but what's enforced is a lot less strict on truth interesting right she also chaired the task force on the future of work at the world economic forum she's also a young global leader where she continued to discuss and uh, uh, discussions and policies that shape the global employment landscape in the wake of the rapid technological advancements. Although conservatives are concerned about her World Economic Forum ties, others point to her appointment by President Donald Trump to serve. This was talking about earlier. She has Republican ties, but there's a lot of other sketchy shit with her. I think she's just controlled opposition, playing best on both sides. Uh, anyway, although conservatives are concerned about her World Economic Forum ties, others point to her appointment by President Donald Trump to serve a two-year term on his Council of Sports, Fitness, and Nutrition in 2018. Yeah, but here's the thing. Trump appointed all kinds of garbage people. Uh, Barr, uh, what was his name? The Warhawk. Um, Bolton. You know, he had John Bolton. He hired a lot of really shitty, really bad people. Even uh, the lawyer, um, uh, Michael uh, Michael Sussman, or is it Sussman? What's his name? Michael uh, Michael Cohen. That's who it was. So just because Trump in, it gave you a job, especially early on in his career, like fuck Fauci, like, he kept Fauci on, he kept Burks around. No. I'm I'm sorry. Just like I like Trump, I want to see what he does in the future. But I'm not gonna sit back here with a fucking wool over my eyes and act like, oh no, oh a Trump endorsement. That means so. It means nothing to me. Sure, I've I'll reference Trump endorsements when the facts of the matter make that a useful thing to bring up. But ultimately, it's it's not a glowing thing. He's appointed a ton of really great people too. I'm not going to act like he, like he didn't give phenomenal people great jobs. Michael Flynn, for example, phenomenal. Uh, Colonel Allen West, phenomenal. A lot of really wonderful people got jobs and appointments in his administration, but it's pretty 50-50 in all honesty. Just as many good as many bad got in. Her work encompassed social causes as well. Yakarano frequently collaborated with the government, most notably when she served as the Ad Council's chair, and collaborated with organizations, the White House, and even Pope Francis to develop a coronavirus vaccination campaign. Fuck yourself. Conservatives are already hard at work researching the, uh, the potential CEO to determine how she may impact Musk's promise of free speech on Twitter, and God bless him for it. Oh, you know what's funny? Look at that. That's great. Well, I can talk about, you know, things that that my company is doing to accelerate, right, to accelerate what we were doing already, but realizing that it wasn't enough. So what immediately started happening was that uh, under the leadership of Brian Roberts and Jeff Schell, uh, Comcast set up a fund to the value of one hundred million dollars to fight social justice and equality. 
and and obviously Boo. supporting many many important groups but it really made a very public statement that we're going to put our money where our mouth is we're not going anywhere and it inspired action across every corner of our company because what it also did was made leadership of our company accountable we have this 100 million dollars what are you mm-hmm. doing what's the update where are you with that but it also gave a lot of us opportunity to say here's our update how can you help what would you what do you think we should be doing right so i think it's very exciting and there's been a lot of exciting uh um exciting steps of progress at our company because for a lot of companies we needed to take a moment and actually open our aperture i'll use maybe a tv or a film reference to say okay we thought we were doing enough clearly we weren't so then we had to make sure we were taking the right steps to direct funds towards the right organizations to make a public statement of accountability like caesar conde our new chairman of news who made a public statement that was confronting editorial bias and saying my division our news division the biggest news division in the country is going to be 50% women and 50% people of color ambitious goals 50% women and 50% people of color sorry white men you're kind of fucked this is the woman taking over for twitter this progressive diversity hire Again, she worked for Trump. She donates tons of money to Republican causes. She does Republican activism. She also works for the World Economic Forum. She is literally the chair of the World Economic Forum. I don't fucking trust her. If anything, this is a major, major permanent black spot on Elon Musk unless somehow she magically fucking pays off. I doubt it. I don't have high hopes for her. I'm completely discrediting her until she gives me reason to trust her. And even then, I'll never fucking trust her. And I'll just hope that as soon as the money, as soon as the company becomes solvent, she gets fucking booted out when she serves her purpose. There is zero reason for this. Yes, no doubt about it. And again, it's all about it's it's about skin color and gender. It's not about merit. There is no meritocracy here. There is no, you deserve this job because you know what you're doing, because you uh, got the education, because you have the skill, because you have the talent. Oh, what's between your legs? Oh, how much melanin you got? Get in there. But a statement, a stake in the ground with accountability. And I'm happy to say there's many, many other uh, uh examples of progress at, at our company, divisions like mine, working with Ad Color and T. Howard Foundation. So there's so many examples of us trying to listen, learn, but do. And, 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 and I'll say the do, I'll say where, where our goal is really to be intentional about uh, when we go back and give those report outs, that we're accountable and we're accountable uh, and we can report a progress and that we're proud uh, of what we're doing. So I, I think it's an exciting time that's come out of such adversity for so many people. Absolute bad hire. And right here from I mean, therefore I am, or I Mimo. You, I've used him. Or, so I Mimo or the Daily Gripe over on Twitter. 
other people, I, if I don't make my own thumbnails, I get, I borrow theirs. Or borrow their memes. His tweet here says, Meet Linda Yaknaro, the new CEO of Twitter, in, 2020, in a 2020 interview. Yaknaro praised Jeff Shell and Brian Roberts, her bosses, for taking her for taking the right steps to quote fight social justice and equality. Also, Yakarino uh, <clears throat> commented her company's uh, commended her company's progress of hiring fifty percent women and fifty percent people of color. Insane. Linda Yaccarano seems to be affiliated with the World Economic Forum right here. Chairman at NBCU, board director, global leader, which is the World Economic Forum group, global leader. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, Justin Trudeau, these types of people. Oh, uh, Zelensky now, actually. Uh, marketer, co- Philanthropist, public speaker, talks about marketing, future uh, future of work. Again, future of work is the World Economic Forum project. Partnerships. She has the Democrat fucking, the crazy socialist dead eyes. Anyway, uh, economic impact and media and technology. NBC Universal LLC, Penn State, uh, New York, New York, United States. Right here, what's this? In the end, everyone wins. Linda, Linda Yaccarino, Chairman Advertising and Partnership, NBC Universal, is also the Chairman of the World Economic Forum's Task Force of Future Work and the Vice Chairman of the Advertising Council. Keep exploring. Nightmare, folks. Body, Linda Yaccarino here. Class of 1980, we're not here to talk about that. We are here to talk about masking up or packing up. I promise you, we're doing good so far. Just keep your distance, get your hands washed often, get tested often, and wear your mask. That'll get us closer and closer to normal days. We are resilient. I'm going to say this with the MAGA hat literally on the shelf behind me. Hey, guys. She was appointed by Trump. We can totally trust her. Right, guys? No, absolutely not. Do this sound like the words of someone who cares about people's freedom of speech? Does this sound like anyone who cares about anything other than what the current message and what's marketable in the moment is? No. This is a global homo, an absolute socialist pseudo-fag who wants to put you and everyone else into an absolute surf kingdom. And Eli Musk wants to put a brain chip in you. So, yeah, no, this woman's an absolute shill. But she gives money to conservatives. I don't care. She's playing both sides. Look, America, we give we give billions of dollars worth of millions to billions of dollars worth of weaponry to Israel. You know who else we gave billions of dollars worth of weaponry to? Palestine. And she's doing the same thing, funding both sides. And whoever wins, yay! She was on that side. You see how it works? We are tough. Keep doing it, and we'll be back at Beaver Stadium before you know it. 
Mask up or pack up. We're almost there. We are. Pack up or mask up, meaning pack up, mask up or leave. Be gone. Get out of here. You're fired. Disgusting. This is the woman taking over for for uh, for Elon Musk. That is phenomenal. Great choice, Elon. Absolutely. Class fucking pick. Well, and as of right now, that's where we uh, where we stand. Oh, give me one second. Guess you have to have an account in order to see uh, comments. Oh well. Well, that being said, this has been inside four walls. I've been here with James Madison, and again, I don't know what to make of this. I don't trust it. It's an absolutely horrific call. There's so many better people he could have chosen. He could have just stayed on, but I've never fully trusted Elon Musk either. I don't think he's a globalist. I think he has a little bit of self-interest. Uh, I think he's got special interests and he has goals. I think everything with him is goal-oriented. He doesn't exactly think about the moving parts around him. He's autistic. He hyperfocal. He hyperfocuses at the detriment of finding at the detriment of missing finer details. But who knows? Maybe I'm giving him too much credit, and maybe I'm not giving him enough credit. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I've been James Madison, and I shall catch you guys later. Elon Musk has named a new CEO for Twitter, and he's taking some heat from it, especially from uh, the right, from conservatives. The um, CEO is Linda Yaccarino. Now, Musk had tweeted out, um, I guess this is about a week ago, I've got a new CEO, she's going to start in, in six months. And then some sleuths were able to find out, oh, it's this woman, Linda Yaccarino, and then Musk publicly acknowledged that, welcomed her to Twitter. Um, I'm excited to welcome Linda Yaccarino as the new CEO. And then people began immediately to sort of dig into Linda Yaccarino. In fact, I was at an event uh, a couple of days ago and somebody goes, well, you know, she follows you on Twitter. And I honestly didn't know who she was, but I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I look it up and I see that she does follow me. I follow her, but people do this. They kind of do this excavation into somebody's background. Well, it turns out Linda Yaccarino went to Penn State. Uh, she's um, uh, an, uh, an advertising executive. She in fact became the chair of advertising sales for NBC uh, Universal. Now, as people began to look into her politics, I assume they checked out her Facebook or her LinkedIn or various social media uh, sources, they go, well, this is a woman who has some kind of advisory appointment at the World Economic Forum, you know, red flag. She seems to be sort of a feminist, and that's because she is appearing in uh, some um, feminist type of rallies. Uh, she's presumably pro-choice. And so immediately the word goes out, she's a leftist, horrible choice, big mistake. Um, uh, there goes our free speech. Uh, what a waste of $44 billion that Elon Musk paid to acquire Twitter. And, um, uh, you know, there's a little bit of a downbeat sensibility on the right that tends to think that, that things have collapsed because of a single appointment. Now, I mean, it, not to say it's not an important appointment. She is the CEO of Twitter. But uh, when a couple of people, a couple of prominent uh, people said uh, that Twitter is now going to go back to being uh, um, to censoring people and deplatforming them, 
Uh, Elon Musk immediately weighed in and goes, no, that is uh, that is not happening. Um, and um, also, he said, um, even if I lose money, I am um, strongly committed to uh, free speech. And frankly, I believe Elon Musk for the simple reason that it makes uh, well, he's delivered. Twitter is largely a free speech platform. The contrast between the kind of debate you see now on Twitter uh, versus, say, YouTube or Meta, Facebook is is shocking. I mean, it's stark. And uh, so we have one uh, of the of the sort of mainstream platforms. We have one free speech platform, Twitter, and then we have uh, heavy censorship at Google and YouTube and heavy censorship at uh, at Meta. So it makes no sense to me that Elon Musk would buy Twitter, buy it, in fact, at, well, maybe um, 60 percent, 60 percent or 50 percent above uh, its its stated value. Uh, why would he do that if it, it, there wasn't a sort of a cause behind it? I don't think that Elon Musk simply said, I want to do this as an economic proposition. Now, that said, Elon Musk does want Twitter to be profitable. He does want to turn it around economically. All the waste at Twitter, the uh, the fact that people weren't even coming into work, they would cook all these meals, nobody would eat them, they would make all these stupid sculptures. I mean, this is, it looks like the two Indians, Parag Agarwal and um, and Vijaya Gadi were just uh, running the place uh, as a socialist uh, paradise and really doing it with other people's money. But uh, but Elon Musk cares about advertising. Now he was apparently in a in a session at a marketing conference, and um, Linda Yaccarino, the new CEO of Twitter, um, kind of corralled Elon Musk and challenged him and basically said, "Listen, you're you're not paying enough attention to your advertisers. Uh, advertisers obviously are going to be a key." Um, a source of revenue for Twitter, and you need to listen to advertisers. Uh, I don't think she was specifically talking about censorship, but she was talking about how to make the platform better, how to make it so that people who are using the platform are also able to buy the products, make it easier to connect to, uh, to a, basically to a point of sale. And it looks like Elon Musk said, these are all really good ideas. It's important to remember that Linda Yagorin is not being brought on Twitter to do content moderation or any of that. Uh, in fact, Elon Musk says in his um, tweet, Linda Yak will focus primarily on business operations while I focus on product design and new technology. So it doesn't look like Musk is backing off and saying, look, I'll go worry about SpaceX and Tesla and sending humanity to other planets and you run Twitter. No, he I think he likes Twitter. He's very active on Twitter. He's much more active on Twitter than she is. She actually admits that she has been, in fact, I looked at her Twitter and some of it's just about like the Kentucky Derby or some kind of advertising conference or even just the marketing of products. She's very interested in pop culture and how products are marketed. So I'm not really giving up on Twitter by any means. In fact, I'm not even worried at this point about Twitter. Um, yes, um, uh, I don't deny that Linda Yaccarino may be a leftist of some sort, but it seems like she's a leftist that Elon Musk has impressed upon the importance of protecting free speech. And I think if she doesn't do it, I suspect her tenure at Twitter will be short-lived. Hey, bro, can I get a beer? Oh, hey, man, what's going on? Whatever you do, don't grab the... Right. Uh, what? What?
I'm a transformer! I warned you, man. Ma'am. It's ma'am. Hey, wey, pues que chingo tienes, wey. Ma'am. Here we go. My queer year. There's cards for the gay people in your life. Welcome to Target. The front door is right there. So we are like 10 steps in before there is an entire pride display for your children to see. Okay, these are like naked people on shirts. I was curious um, where the straight section is. So, like, shirts that say, like, straight pride and, like, hetero is hack. Super sis, you guys have, like, so there's gay clothes, but you have, like, straight, like, specific straight clothes to be straight. Oh, I was just curious where the straight section was. I wanted to buy some gifts for my kids. Can you not record me, please? I'm recording her. Record me. I'm recording her. Oh, she's recording me. Okay, that's fine. I'm done. Okay, where's the straight section for straight and kids? Indoctrination of kids, so. and you're like behind. Oh, I still wanted to talk to you, sir. You're the manager, right? Um, I, I still wanted to talk to you. Hello? Still trying to talk to you about this. No? No customer service? None? He's refused to talk to me five or six times now. Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm Rose James Madison, and we got two updates with this one. We'll be doing a Bud Light update, and then afterwards, we have another update about Miller Light just absolutely killing itself. That's right, folks. Miller Light has started to see its own version of the Bud Light boycott, and it seems to have as much teeth as the Bud Light one does. Now, a lot of people are out there saying, well, the Bud Light boycott's lighting up. It's not. It's really not. It's getting worse. And Bud Light's little stunt here added fuel to that fire. Meanwhile, an American-based German-born company, Yingling, which is, by the way, Yingling is America's oldest brewery. Fun fact, it moved here in the super early-ass days to the point where it was providing beer to settlers. And now they're one of America's oldest beers if not America's oldest beer. And quite frankly, I have become quite a fan of their thing. I never really paid much attention to Yingling before. I thought it was like a Chinese thing, because come on, Yingling? Sounds like a Chinese thing, don't it? So, you know, I just ignored it. And everyone around me over the last couple months were like, oh, yo, Yingling, I work at a company that sells Yingling. So I was like, fuck it, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a try. And I gotta say, I am very, very impressed with it. It's quite good. That being said, let's get into the news. Bud Light to release camo print bottles in an attempt to recover from Dylan Mulvaney fiasco. Now, here's the thing. Bud Light threw Dylan Mulvaney out of the bus, uh, both privately and kind of publicly denounced Dylan Mulvaney. So, gay bars. All the fatherless children around the country quit drinking Bud Light. On top of that, conservatives and people on the right and libertarians, people who are just against the woke mind virus in general, were already done drinking it. And now, the frou-frous are against drinking it. Phenomenal. I love to see it. Gay bars were banning it. It was getting bad. Was. Is. Bad. Now, <clears throat> we're good from where I'm sitting. I enjoy this, actually. I love this boycott. Now, they have not apologized for the Dylan Mulvaney thing. They haven't apologized to the gay community for Dylan Mulvaney, and they haven't apologized to... 
literally the other 99% of America for this. No one's got an apology. But they rushed out to make you remember 9-11. Remember that? So this is the ad they did originally to try and commemorate 9-11, to make us all feel... my reaction when I see Bud Light these days. For those of you who don't know and were not born before the towers fell, this, there's supposed to be two giant monolithic skyscrapers in the background. Now, it does bother me deeply that a lot of people don't know. Like, I'm the start of my generation. I'm the, I'm literally the first batch. From the day Gen X was branded, I'm or Gen Z, I'm literally the first one that popped out the pussy. Seriously, I'm not even joking about that. I'm probably one of the first Gen, uh, Gen, Zers, Gen Zers born. Now, I vaguely remember the World Trade Center. I vaguely remember watching the World Trade Center fall. Now... From a young age, I was told what the importance of the World Trade Center was. A lot of people weren't. The World Trade Center was that, where the entire world's money went through the U.S. And the World Trade Center were two giant shadows cast over the faces of every other country in the world. These two monoliths saying, America owns you. America owns money. America is the wealthiest, most powerful country in the world to the point where you do business with us. Not a single deal gets done in this world without America having a receipt for it. The World Trade Center, America, wonderful. The, the, the center for all capitalism and all capital trade in the universe, as far as this planet was concerned, sat in the heart of New York overlooking the beautiful waterfront with the Statue of Liberty with her back to him looking onto the future. And they were brought down. And more by more, people are forgetting. It is tragic, but it is undoubtedly a mark of the time. Now, these ads, right? They all. This isn't the original either. The original, uh, I couldn't find it actually. Let's see if I can. But this was their 2011 version of their 2001 ad. Which was them walking through New York, through America. Showing all these sights and sounds that, that, that mean so much to us as as a identity of a country but that identity doesn't exist anymore it's done the world you were born in the the country you're born into doesn't exist anymore the country i was born into doesn't exist anymore the country i the world i was raised to survive in doesn't fucking exist anymore so these ads you know you're gonna strike at the only people who are gonna watch these ads and be like america yeah absolutely it's going to be the people who start off the boycott, the people who don't want your branding, the people who look at you as an insult, the people who look at your beer and think, if I drink this, I'm going to look like a fag. I don't want to look gay. So I don't want to drink the beer. That's who you've upset. And that's who the only people you're going to reach with this. You think the left is touched by red, white, and blue star-spangled banners? No. If you want to peel the left, you got to burn that shit down. And you were for a minute. That's why the left was buying your beer in bulk. The gay community was already having issues with it because a lot of the older gay community didn't want it. But like, because of Dylan Mulvaney. But let's just watch the ad.
that's the, uh, this ugly fucking thing right here is the one world trade center. They should have built two, they should have built two, and they should have been taller, but... Sure, uh, I'm sure you all felt something deep in the cockles of your heart. And I found the original 9-11 one. The difference in this one is it won't have the One World Trade Center in it, but it's basically the exact same. Going over to New York. Yep, there is no One World Trade Center in this ad. Got it. So they've lazily cranked out the same ad three times with just different CGI effects. Fuck you! That realization made it so much worse for me. Holy shit, that realization made it ten times worse. Wow. That's fucked. Okay, well now let's, uh... This is the latest ad they did to try and, you know, recover. This was their first ad they released after the Dylan Mulvaney backfire. So three times in their history have they tried to make you think about 9-11, and now their new cans are trying to make you think about America military. This is a different ad, whereas the other, the last three were just remixed of the exact same fucking ad. story about a beer that killed itself rooted in the heart of America the social credit community where the social credit core is a sure contract brewed for those who found opportunity in challenge and hope in tomorrow raised by generations willing to sip share I love you husband risk Remember. I hate the World Trade Center. It's so this ugly. This story bigger than beer. This is the story of the American spirit. Yeah, that ad did not land well. A lot of people hated it to the point where actually the company that provides the horses quit providing the horses to Budweiser. Like, I love the part where the horse outswam Leah Thompson by 50 seconds. <laughs> See what I mean? And now uh, look at these likes to dislikes. 2,000 likes to 56,000 dislikes. My God. My God. And all they had to do was apologize. And now apologizing won't even fix it. You can't apologize now. Apologizing is, is, is done. That ship done fucking sailed, son. Bud Light to release camo print bottles in attempt to recover from Dylan Mulvaney fiasco. 
published May 16th, 2023 by Cassandra McDonald, formerly Cassandra Fairbanks. Butlay is attempting to win back conservatives and other voters with its new camo print bottle and images from the Folds of Honor program. Oh, God. The temporary redesign will apply to Budweiser and Bud Light aluminum bottles. According to the report from the New York Post, Anheuser-Busch, Bud Light's parent company, held a meeting with distributors at its U.S. headquarters in St. Louis last week. During the meeting, the company discussed how it could win back customers after a conservative boycott over the partnership with fucking not trans in any way, uh, Dylan Mulvaney, cause, uh, causes of sale, uh, sales to plummet. No, no, hmm, well, hmm. I would say the doubling down and not trying to rectify the situation made your sales plummet. Everything else after that was self-inflicted. And quote, Anheuser-Busch will produce bottles with a camouflage print and image of the Folds of Honor program, which provides education scholarships for children and spouses of fallen and disabled American military service members. And a first and first responders, according to the executives, the report states, fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, and everything about you. You're not doing this charity because it's from the goodness of your heart. You're not pairing up with this Folds of Honor thing. And it doesn't even seem to say that your partnership, but how much of the money is actually going to it? Or are you just putting the logo on the can? Like, how much money are you actually giving to this organization for charity? You're basically, like, like you're profitably fucked right now. For 60 years, Budweiser and Bud Light were was the world's best-selling beer, and now it's about to fall into the third best-selling beer globally. They are no longer America's best-selling beer either. They're like second best-selling, almost third best-selling in the U.S. as well. Furthermore, they've had to shut down distributors. They've had to lay off people. This boycott has yielded all kinds of fucking results. How much money can you afford to give to this charity? Furthermore, again, the charity aspect of it is so degraded by the fact that you're only doing this charity to try and reclaim voters. That's it. You're doing what you can do to try and appeal to America without you realizing that the very policies in which you promoted are the exact ideas that rip this country asunder. You're trying to all-American image, but the all-American image is dead. Progressive logs like World Economic Forum types to corporate America types all of Joe Biden and other Democrats, including some people like Mitt Romney and Mitch McConnell and stuff like that, have all done everything they can to gut this country while promoting China and ESG. That's why TikTok promotes this trans bullshit. It's all algorithmically driven. It's to cripple the U.S. And now that the U.S. has been crippled and that identity of America the Strong has been gutted, you're going to try and appeal to the America the Strong image like it still fucking exists? Are you retarded? You're fucking stupid. Meanwhile, Yingling is rolling out red, white, and blue cans, and they're eating your lunch. That's all they did, was change a can design. But since they never went progressive in one direction or the other, they've only had occasional American flag cans before, this isn't seen as going woke or the inverse of going woke. Yingling is just doing Yingling. Bud Light branched out and got fucked. 
So fuck you. I I I struggle to sit, to, to sit here and be like, yay, military charity. When in reality, you're only doing this to try and make yourself look good. It's not because you care about veterans. It's not because you want to see soldiers treated better or their wives and children taken care of. No, it's because you want to see your beer back on top. If you were still like America's best selling beer and you did this advertising, then okay, you'd get a lot more praise and credit. But no, this is a fucking hail mary in the 11th hour go fuck yourself the report also noted that quote nationwide retail sales of bud light score uh, sales dropped 23.6 percent versus a year ago during the weekend of may 6 slightly worse than 23.3 percent decline for the week of april 29th according to data which means april of last month they should have clarified that one a little bit better according to data from bump williams consulting a Nelson IQ data. I don't, I'm always dubious with the Nelson family and their various companies. Uh, quote, sales of Anheuser, Anheuser-Busch brands also continue to drop, albeit at a slower rate than the week before. Is it? Let me ask you a question. Is it actually that your sales are down or you just don't have any new customers? Do you think that might be what it is? Just no new customers. You lost 30 to 45% of your customer base in the U.S. Bars, concerts, venues, talk shows, even off the book, people like Joe Rogan spent a few thousand dollars on Bud Light pretty frequently every so often to keep the fridge restocked at his podcast, and he's talked about this. He no longer stocks Bud Light. He did that one thing with Duncan Trussell, and then he realized how bad it was and quit doing the Bud Light thing. Now, did Joe Rogan actually... Stop drinking Bud Light because he cares about the cause or because he didn't want his more conservative audience to make fun of him. A little column A, a little column B, I speculate in all honesty. I think he knows he has a more conservative audience and he's going to try and, you know, appeal to the new audience a little bit. Maybe I'm wrong in that one, but whatever. So even on, like, corporate levels and smaller levels, the fallout from the boycott has been severe. So the city would be like, well... (laughs) People, our boycott, people not buying our beer, slowed down a little bit. Really? Because you're not showing any, you're not showing any positives. So people who are boycotting, you aren't returning. So I would just, I would assume more that it's not the boycott slowing down. It's that the people who are done drinking your brand are permanently done with it and haven't touched it in four weeks. So you're sitting here trying to say, well, the boycott's slowing down, so things must be changing. No, that's not at all what that means. It, it means you're boiling in a fucking pot, and because you don't see the bubbles right now, you're thinking, oh, well, that's good. They turned down the stove. No, you're simmering. It's a little different. Brands also continue to drop, albeit slower than the rate at the week before. Those include Budweiser, uh, down 9.7% versus 11.4% drops after a week earlier. McClob Ultra, down 2.9% versus 4.3%. And Nash... Uh, and Natty Light, which is a real tragedy for me, man. I was a Natty Light guy. I was a Natty guy. Naturals. Uh, natural Light down 2.5 percent versus fi- uh, 2.5 versus 5.2 percent. The previous week, the report states. Meanwhile, rival beer brands competing against Bud Light, the number one beer in the U.S. It still is. I was reading earlier that they went down. All right, all right. Uh, generating revenue of $4.8 billion last year are grabbing the market shares at a fast, a faster clip as Bud, as uh, Anheuser-Busch grapples with the fallout over its ill-fated tie-up with the transgender influencer at launch of April, uh, April 1st. Mulvaney, 
is a biological male, will die a biological male, is a biological male, will live as a biological male for the entirety of the rest of his fucking pathetic life. Uh, and has been pretending to be a girl for just over a year, has become a controversial figure over his Days of Girlhood series on TikTok, and meeting with President Joe Biden on day 222 of being a girl to advocate for following minor transitions. Yes, gender mutilation for children. Quote, I'm ready to step up and show the trans people that show the trans people are not going anywhere. Are you sure about that? Because the suicide rate in the trans community going from like 41% to 48.4% would say that you guys are going somewhere and it's six foot deep into an, an, like an internal inferno for the, rest of, for the rest of time. But that's just me. You know, I'm just speculating here. What do I know? You think, hey, Dylan Mulvaney, you think the pressure on you is hot right now? Wait till you see your fucking afterlife. <laughs> Buddy. It's okay. I'm probably going there too, all jokes aside. <clears throat> I'm ready to step up show trans people aren't going anywhere and that trans kids deserve a fighting chance to be their true selves, Mulvaney said at the time. And you know what? No. Child mutilation, or as we are colloquially calling them, child sex change surgeries, need to be banned. They need to be banned. But at the same time, the people doing this, I'm not going to cry. You want to know why? Because the people taking their kids out to get their kids vasectomied, their kids' tubes tied, their their, their kids uh, put on puberty and hormone blockers, they're the people with ideologies that are reprehensible to me. The people whose ideologies I no longer want to share a planet with anymore. So their kids will be incontinent and sterile from so many surgeries and drugs and implants, and those are the kids who don't die from the bl- from all the clot shots they've gotten. Good. I mean, it's tragic, but good. These The left is killing itself. Trannies are killing themselves. They vote left. <clears throat> Usually. This market does exist. Now, you also have leftists. To stop climate change, liberal men are getting vasectomies. To, to not get pregnant and not and, and to, to make sure you don't have to worry about Roe v. Wade again, women are getting their, their tubes tied so they can't have kids. They're making sure that their kids, the only chance their ideology has to outlive them, they're getting their balls chopped off and their thigh meat glued to their vaginas. Like, this is great. It's tragic. It's fucked up. But this just ensures that their ideology will die. In 20 years, you're going to have a bunch of sad, pathetic, failed, broken light bulb human beings whose parents destroyed them at an early age. And then you're going to have my kids out there working, gun-toting, constitution, and God-fearing. It will be wonderful. It will be great. Well, constitution loving and God-fearing. And these sad, tranny kids and these people whose parents mutilated their bodies, they're just going to kill themselves. Their ideology is going to go to the fucking cold grave with them, just like all the other tranny activists. Are you shitting me? This only has one fucking outcome, and that is a Christian, conservative, slash libertarian America. So I can sit here and say, yes, we need to ban these practices. But when I look over and I see the people I hate are the ones destroying themselves, (laughs) I gotta admit, it makes me want to slope my fight a little bit. I'm not going to, because children should not be mutilated. Kids should not have their bodies butchered and, whoa, how do you feel about circumcision then? Uh, well, it actually has a lot of health benefits. For example, one, uh, you know, smegma. We don't have to deal with smegma buildup. You know, shower frequently, but 
no smegma buildup. Uh, there is a certain bacterial infection you can get in your urethra if you have foreskin. There's a lot of things that, that can happen with foreskin that don't happen with not foreskin. So, uh, again, parents' choice on that front. I really think uh, if you're not Jewish, you should probably let the kid decide in, in the future to do it. But I'm happily, sir. You know, I'm, I'm happily, I'm happily gone through the Jewish process, and I have no complaints about it. And I wasn't made fun of in the in the high school showers like the other couple of kids. So when I was doing football in high school, a couple of kids I, I know they weren't. Dude, we made fun of them in the locker rooms. Called them sock, and shit like that. We called them sock top and all kinds of fucking things. So you know, I I, I just in the back of my head I can see a comment being like, "Well, you say all this about being against child mutilation, but you support circumcision." I'm like, not. Like, not, like, fervently. I'm happy I got it. But, you know, I'm just preempting that one fucking comment before the jackass has a chance to say something stupid. I wonder if Dylan Mulvaney has been fully circumcised yet. You think? Got, like, the innie? Moving on. I'm ready to step up, blah, blah, blah. Mulvaney has over 10 million followers on TikTok and 1.7 million on Instagram. Several LGBTQ bars and organizations have also been boycotting Bush, uh, Anheuser-Busch, claiming the company did not enough to defend Dylan Mulvaney. Lol. And Lori Jarvis says, My best friend's mother-in-law uh, in-law gets $94 an hour at home, and she has been laid off for six months. The previous month, her paycheck was... Nah, I'm good. That's a scam. All right, so... Bud Light on fire and failing as a company. Anyone new? Anything new there? No, but about that Yingling. Yingling attempts. Attempts? They are. They're winning this. They're on perch takeover. Yingling to swoop up Bud Light customers with red, white, and blue cans. Not very long article, so we're just going to get through it. Yingling has launched limited edition red, white, and blue cans to support veterans in a timely marketing move that positions the brand to scoop up Bud Light's ex-customer base. In a statement released Wednesday, the Pennsylvania-based brewer announced the release of the patriotic can with military non-profit team red, white, and blue. With military non-profit team red, white, and blue. As part of the Brewers Star Stri- Stars and Stripes program to honor a nation's heroes. Well, they've had that program for a second, so that's not a new program. The cans boasting, uh, boasting a boosting a desert camouflage print and team RWB logo. And now let's see who sells harder. Yingling, which is going to fucking win. Or Anheuser-Busch. This would be great. You know, Anheuser-Busch should have gone Blue Navy for the Navy, and it would have all been on brand. Everything. The gay shit, the Blue Navy pattern, all of it. Perfect. I mean, plus Bud Light's blue. That's their thing. Moving on. Each can also boasts a QR code with co- uh, co-branded with Yingling Lager and Stars and Stripes brand administra- uh, ambassador, the American country music star Lee Bryce. Oh, nice. Okay. When scanned... The codes will allow beer drinkers to watch Bryce more beer music video. Oh, okay, that's actually kind of fun. That's interesting. You get a little, you get a little custom, you get a little fucking custom music video to go with the beer you're drinking. Hell yeah, I like, I like, I like country. I don't care what anybody says. I like America, of course. I like country. Country and rock are the only two things America really, you know, contributed music-wise to the world. QR code scanners will also access 
Uh, we'll also access, we'll gain access to the virtual gift shop and we'll share more information about Yingling's July 9th free summer concert series. Whoa! So they're doing free concerts in the summer too to get giveaways to, uh, to see Bryce's upcoming tour and ways to donate to Team uh, Red, White, and Blue. My goodness, the ultra-patriotic initiatives are ever-present in Yingling's most recent press release, where Chief Administration Officer Wendy Yingling said, quote, As the oldest brewery in America, uh, we are dedicated to supporting the U.S. military and are always seeking ways to further show our appreciation for the country that protects our freedom, or for those who protect Cans are good. It's not an ugly camouflage by any means. It's actually kind of aesthetically pleasing. And you know Anheuser-Busch is going to go gaudy with it. The release of the theme can seem to be a strategic marketing move as it comes while Yingling's competitor Bud Light continues to face controversy over sending trans social media fucking goofball Dylan Mulvaney a custom can with his face on it to celebrate his 365 Days of Delusions. In the week since Mulvaney's initial, initially shared the post, Bud Light saw sales plunge 21% compared to the same week in 2022. Meanwhile, the number of beer cases sold, whether in packs of 12, 18, or 24, plummeted by 26% the same week. According to Nelson IQ, the data revealed the biggest drop since the controversy kicked off when sales only dropped 6%. By volume, it has initially fell 11%. Bud Light brewer Anheuser-Busch CEO Michael, uh, he's the fucking fed, by the way, Durkris, has disavowed the embattled company ties to trans influencer. Quote, we need to clarify the, f- clarify the facts that this was one can. The influencer, influencer's one post, not a campaign. Well, th- th- to give him credit, that's what I said. There's, Anheuser-Busch never ran this campaign on their fucking website, never advertised it, nothing. They, they weren't going to do this. But some goofy bitch who's been fired while this place on leave wanted to send Dylan Mulvaney a can with Dylan Mulvaney's face on it and it says, here's to 365 days of girlhood. Not womanhood, girlhood. Dylan Mulvaney is probably a child molester. I find like, the hyperfixation on like the lolly aspect and the uh, the whole, like, I'm going to dress like a little schoolgirl and I'm not going to be a woman. I'm going to be a girl. I'm going to call myself as a girl and refer to myself as a little girl. I found all that very creepy. I think Dylan Mulvaney has a fetish. I think Dylan Mulvaney, if you was left alone with a child with no repercussions, that child would be damaged for the rest of its fucking life. Now, that's, I'm not saying Dylan Mulvaney is, but I would heavily speculate that Dylan Mulvaney is probably some sort of child groomer into some sort of CP. Probably a fan of Pizzagate. You know, big orders cheese pizza frequently, if capable. If Dylan Mulvaney was any sooner, it would have been on Epstein Island type deal. Dude, it's just too weird. You can't do the whole, I'm a little girl, and think no one's going to look at you and be like, why? You're like 38. Why are you pretending to be a little girl? That's creepy. It's weird. Like, it'd be weird enough if you were pretending to be a woman, but why are you pretending to be a prepubescent, underage little girl, Dylan? It's weird. It's really weird. It's really fucking weird. Wood chipper. Feet first. Now, in addition to Light Brewers, uh, Dirkus, we need to be clear. Yeah. And Dylan Mulvaney, being the narcissist Dylan Mulvaney is, took the can and posted it all over social media, took baths with the can, which shows off it was more than just one can, by the way. The bath video has like three cans in it. So, yes. The Dylan Mulvaney can was a one-off can that was meant to be like a little 
gift to some random sick schizoid. And the the sick schizoid made it everybody's fucking business. And a lot of people were like, oh, well, that's it for me. And the normal people who don't want to be considered gay or looked at as gay quit drinking the beer. Ha. I told investors on an earning call. As part of the culture war that ignited by the custom Bud Light can, the culture war is way older than that. This asset, this facet of the culture war, maybe. A viral video from a recent Boston Red Sox game at Fenway Park showed baseball fans seemingly shunning Bud Light vendor for other uh, for other compensation stands or other concession stands. And five Chicago bars have boycotted Anheuser-Busch for not being more supportive of Mulvaney. Phenomenal. They can't win. There is no winning here. Uh, Jane Daughtry. Oh, I should go listen to some Daughtry, actually. It's been a minute. They have a light version called Flight, which is excellent. Being from Philly, Yingling is always and has always been our beer. Really superior to all other brands. Agreed, actually. T-Bone G, last year, on vacation in Philly, my wife and I tried yingling for the first time. We snuck a, six pa- a sixer back to California in our luggage. <laughs> best, best, there was, best there was even, best there ever was, and best there ever will be, and Thomas J says, agreed, our go-to... When in doubt, get a yingling. Always good prices, too. Yeah, that's fair. That, that is fair. They do go for the same a, uh, a local light or a, or a local star. Like, they go for, like, the same price as a... As a re- like, a regular can of yingling goes for about the same price as a as light beer in a bar. So you're looking at, like, $4 a can, perhaps. You know, 3 to $4 a can. It's not really that bad when you think about it. And, you know, some bars like me, like, some bars around me, they do, like, the $2... The dollar to $2 beer nights. A uh, dollar for a regular can, two for large... And, you know, I'll stock up on yingling there. Now, I'm going to go scan a QR code and get some country music festival going at the bar. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I've been your host, James Madison. Stay tuned for more content coming out later. It's fucking game day, boy! You feel me? Go, 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 go. Hit tickles. Oh my god. Aaron's with the girls and her gay best friend, Ryan. This is Ryan, a straight man operating undercover, pretending to be homosexual. This is just way easier than flirting. Ryan, can you come see if my bitch will get in this dress? See? Ryan spends hours each week researching current events relevant to a feminine demographic, all in an effort to uphold his persona. He is well aware that even a minor slip-up could jeopardize the entire operation. However, he does make mistakes. Ryan, do you want a Bud Light? Nah, I f***ing hate Bud Light. I mean, yes, I love Bud Light! That was a close call. But since it's widely known that a gay man would never turn down a Bud Light, word about this slip-up started to circulate. So with the entire operation on the line, Ryan is forced to execute a desperate maneuver. I'm so glad you agreed to the double date. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I? Hey, what's this guy's name again? It's Tyler. Well, that's his legal name. Everyone call him Big Tyrone because he's 6'5". You like basketball players, right? This 
was the precise moment when Ryan came to the realization that he fucked up. <laughs> well, now this is fucking fun, isn't it? I work. Oh, by the way, welcome inside four walls. James Madison, your host with the most. Now, <laughs> some of you know I have a broken foot, and that's kept me off. That is just going to keep me off work between six to to ten potential weeks. Uh, I'm on it's week six now of the broken foot healing. But I work at a Miller distributor in my uh, in my normal occupation. So. I'm going to enjoy this. Because who doesn't enjoy watching their own bosses shoot themselves in the fucking foot? And now I've been out of commission the whole time this Dylan Mulvaney thing with Bud Light was going on. And the warehouse where I work at was slammed with demands. Like, we were using extra trucks and everything. Meanwhile, meanwhile, that all might come to a sudden stop. As the very, very people that were mad as fuck about Dylan Mulvaney and Bud Light are now enraged at Miller and their Women of Beer ad, which is factually, factually inaccurate. And we'll watch that ad together. But let's get into it. Miller Light downplays woke ad following Bud Light Dylan Mulvaney disaster. Ooh, ooh, someone should have told them. Uh, Shannon Taller, May 15th, 2023. We have two articles to get into. Miller launched a marketing campaign for Women's History Month in March that railed against beer ads focused on bimbos and bikinis. Really? Because I love bimbos and bikinis, especially when those bimbos and bikinis, you know, auditioned for that role and got paid handsomely for that role. The women who bitch about, I don't like bimbos, are women who are fat, out of shape, will never be in shape, and have low self-esteem, who, instead of going to the gym and, you know, working to look something like this, perhaps, would rather shove McDonald's down their fucking triple gins and cry about other people being in shape because other people have the discipline that they lack. So it's easier to bitch and moan about these good-looking people and all these ads and unrealistic body standards. And it's not unrealistic. It's just that you personally don't have it within you to obtain it. It's a little bit different. You know this article was written by a fucking woman, too. Because, men, they see, a, they see like a fit, chiseled dude. There's two responses. One, t gay. And the second thought is, hmm, I should I hit the gym. Buy a sword. <laughs> Women, they see a woman in shape. It's like a personal attack. Ew, you can't look that good. I don't look that good. <laughs> Bunch of ugly bitches crying about good-looking women. I mean, you would know all about that, wouldn't you, Shannon? But appears to have made efforts to keep quiet about it following Bud Light's disastrous Dylan Mulvaney tie-up. Miller, Miller Light's Women, Women's History Month campaign titled Bad Shit to Good Shit. Oh. We'll watch it together. It's bad. And has some... I guess she's a, a fucking famous female comedian. I only watch funny com comics, so I don't know any female comedians. Miller Lite's Women of History campaign, Good Shit to Bad Shit, was posted on March 7th, pledging to clean up the brand's past of sexist ads, objectifying women instead of supporting female brewers by donating fertilizer they can use to grow quality quality hops. No, no, they can't. In fact, this whole ad was retarded, and I will tell you why. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it more. 
But just two months after the uh, after the campaign launch, the video is nowhere to be found on Miller's, Miller Lite's Twitter or TikTok accounts. Comments for uh, comments for Instagram posts on the campaign have been disabled, with no previous comment comment publicly visible. Meaning they this ad came out right as the Dylan Mulvaney thing happened, and they saw Dylan they saw but like it fucking eviscerated and they're like hide it hide it hide it now hide it now the one living grace is the fact that they tried to hide this ad shows that they don't operate with a with an you know with an esg a social credit score with china that's good to know anheuser-busch absolutely does they're an international multicultural business they do have a lot of uh shit with china so they can't apologize because that would hurt their social credit score this however Shows that they at least don't have that issue. They just saw. They just wanted to be trendy and were like, "Oh no, that doesn't work." I don't know anything about this bitch. I guess she's on some TV show on Hulu. No one watches. I don't know anything about her. Uh, Benny Johnson went on a tear about who she is. Uh, I'll be honest with you. You can pay me to look into her. The video at YouTube. Uh, let's see. The video of the ad on YouTube. Meanwhile is unlisted and doesn't appear to be on the brand's channel page or in YouTube search results or suggestions. In the bad shit to good shit ad, actress and comedian Alana Glazer, never heard of her. Literally fucking who, shares a little-known fact that women were among the very first to brew beer ever. Among the very first, but not the very first. Shut the fuck up. It's such a retarded fucking argument. It's so retarded. People have been fermenting yeast and fruit to get drunk and high forever. It's kind of the first substances we ever got hooked on. And I'm telling you this right now with how women function. I don't think it was women eating the rotten food to get high. I want to assume it was probably some guy, some man named Unk Unk, some Unk Unk man, sitting up on a mountain looking at his bag of shit and like, oh... My berries, my berries bad. My berries rot. Hmm. What do with berries? Hmm. Still hungry. Eats berries. Gets high. Gets drunk. Hmm. This good. Me put berries. Put berries in water. Put berries in water in jar. Put berries in water in jar in sun. Hmm. Hmm. Drink it. Hmm. Good. Me feel funny. Hmm. Me take rotten barley. Hmm. Rotten hay. Mmm. Rotten grain. Yes. Mmm. Rotten. Mmm. Put it in jar. Mmm. Ferments. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Me drink. Me feel funny. Me feel good. Ugly wife fuckable suddenly. I'm pretty sure that's more akin to how it went down, sweetheart. But sure, get your, vag- get your vagina moist with your fake history. Among the first. Weird how you can't say the first. Because you weren't. Why? Because men had to go out and gather all the fucking resources for y'all, you know, dames in the caves, barefoot and pregnant, to make the shit. Shut the fuck up. Before I come kick that soapbox out from underneath your fucking five-inch heels. As she walks through the room, plastered with years-old Miller ads, filled with women in tight-fitting or barely-there clothing, written like a true woman, Glazer says, quote, It's time... Beer made it up to women. What do you mean? Beer did make it up to you. Beer makes you makes the ugliest of your species fuckable. 
That's what beer did for you. Beer takes a 3 and makes her at least a 6.5. Alright. Don't sit here and act like beer owes you something, cunts. Because of beer, ugly cunts get filled. That's what beer does for women. Fuck you. Acting like it owes you something. As of Monday, however, the easiest way to view the ad through the social media posts of critics who were busy roasting it. We will get there. It's unclear whether the Instagram comments sectioned had been scrubbed or if the YouTube ad YouTube post was listed publicly before having its privacy setting changed. It was. It was absolutely posted. Now, I'm just kind of curious as to why... Uh, I don't know. I find it quite interesting for a few reasons. Listed publicly. Because why don't you just delete the ad? Why private it? Why not just delete it? All right. In Miller's light, bad shit to good shit campaign actress, where you read that part, comedian in air quotes, it also remains unknown if the campaign video was previously posted on Twitter before being taken down. As of Monday... The post could not find bad shit, good shit on Miller Lite's Twitter account. Miller Lite maker Molson Coors defended the campaign in a statement to the post on Monday. Quote, this video show, this video was about two things. Worm poop and saying women shouldn't be forced to mud wrestle in order to sell beer. Who is forcing them, you stupid whore? Fuck me. No one is forcing them to do shit. Listen, you sad, fat, out-of-shape, millennial, garbage bag, cum dump of a human being. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. These women work very hard every moment of their lives to maintain a great physique. Different diets, exercise plans, not to mention the actual work that goes into being a model. The photo shoots, the fucking heat on set... And, yeah, sure, people ogling you. What the fuck ever. These women weren't forced to mud wrestle. Did they have a gun to their fucking heads? Was there a fucking Muslim man with Sharia's law and a fucking hot iron waiting for their clit if they didn't perform well? What do you mean, forced to mud wrestle? Shut the fuck up. You're retarded. You're absolutely fucking retarded. What is happening is Miller has a bunch of ugly lesbian fucking dyke bitches working for it in all aspects. Distribution warehouses specifically. And in their corporate office, who are sitting there offended that they're these ugly buzz cut butch bitches who are untouchable by the men they really want. So they get plastered and tongue tied up by some ugly, equally ugly fat bitch. Because again, the men they want wants the women in these fucking ads. And these women in these fucking ads have the discipline these fat, self-serving, birth control looking bitches never fucking have. The very women crying about this are the very women who demand free birth control, not knowing that either their looks or their personality are free birth control. No one was forced to mud wrestle. No one was forced into skin-tight bikinis or forced into barely-there clothes, as they're fucking called. And a bikini is a barely-there clothes. Shut the fuck up, Shannon, you stupid bitch. I rarely go after article writers so hard, but man, the woman who wrote this is very clearly not happy with the campaign either. No one forced these women to do shit. Fuck you. Absolutely fucking retarded. 
uh, mud wrestling in order to sell beer. Neither of the, because women are going out their way to buy fucking beer. If you want to look how ads work, look at how sparkling water and seltzers advertise. Those are targeting women. Why? Because you have the equally diverse group of friends on the beach. They do like, they got the Taylor Swift promotion. They got all that bullshit. Why? Because they know their core demographic are vaginas. Meanwhile, beers to our demographic are men. So, it's going to keep advertising to, wait for it, men. And what do men like? Well, if they weren't molested or have fucked up programming, men tend to like hot chicks in bikinis. Now, me, personally, I like a woman with some C's on her. You know, at least two to three C's, if you know what I mean. Thin chicks, you know, I don't really like too many N's with my thin chicks. Too many N's, too many issues. You know, they say, no, I don't like, I don't like twigs. But I also don't like obese land walls, like land whales like Lizzo. So, you know, give me something to grab on and push with, but fuck off. None of these women were made to do shit. I just fucking hate this. And here's the real thing, right? And you want to know how, it, how, how you know it's not about woman empowerment? Because when women like Lizzo lose weight or Martha Stewart does, like, a Vogue cover, they get enraged. How dare you lose weight, you fatphobic bitch? How dare you? Me, me, me. The only people forcing women to do anything are women. Forcing women to adhere to these make-believe societal standards that don't actually exist outside of their little small vagina box brain. Quote, <clears throat> Miller Lite makes Molson Coors defended the campaign in a statement. Uh, Neither of these things should be remotely controversial. And we hope beer drinkers can appreciate the humor and ridiculous... What humor? This woman's not funny. You'll find out soon. And ridiculousness of this video from back in March. A company spokeswoman said, please, you know who said that. Yeah, no, there's nothing funny about this ad. You're walking around and telling your predominant customers, you know, men who drink your product, that they're pigs, they're disgusting misogynists, that they kept women in the kitchen and they're abusive patriarchists. And by the way, I love how the race issue is failing, so they're going back to, like, gender rights and the patriarchy. Again, 2016 vibes all over again. There is no humor. If there was humor, if if we wanted us to appreciate the humor, maybe have humor. So, you know, get like a male comedian. Because let's face it, name one funny female comedian. I know there's a couple, but come on, list them below. Joan Rivers. Uh, that one chick who tells stories about doing drugs. She's on, uh, she's been on the Joe Grimm podcast a couple times. Uh, some of the funniest women we have aren't actually comedians. They're like politicians and public speak spokespeople like Megan Kelly. She can be pretty funny, even though I'm not a big Megan Kelly fan. But female comedians a lot of shoomers, man. Miller Lite's Badget a Good Shit campaign was posted one month before trans social media star Dylan Mulvaney shared a custom Bud Light can. Uh the brand sent her sent him with a photo on it. Bud Light can uh, the Bud Light can which was never publicly sale. We already know this. Let's watch this fucking Here's a little known fact. Women were among the very first to brew beer ever. From Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia to the Middle Ages to colonial America, women were the ones doing the brewing. Centuries later. 
women women were amongst the first to make beer. And during these time periods, they were the only ones doing the brewing. Doubt it. Big fucking doubt. Big X to fucking doubt. I'll wait for more historians to come out, so I'll use their references and research to completely disqualify you, but big fucking X to doubt, sweetheart. Mesopotamia? Really? Right. You mean where, like, wine was the dominant thing? Because brewing beer and wine are a bit different and have different, you know, things you need into it. I know I made the joke in the beginning about berries and wheat, but that's, you know, we didn't really define the two quite yet. How did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. All right, you ugly hook-nosed whore. Let me tell you something. Get naked. Uh, that woman was paid. Very handsomely. And unlike you, she was appreciated in her time for her talent and art. That woman worked very hard for that physique. That's a physique that is being destroyed right now. You want to know why? Because fat, ugly, hairy bitches, or body positivity models, are just showing up, doing no work, no exercise whatsoever, and they're just being told they're pretty when they're not. They're not pretty. They are disgusting. They are absolutely disgusting, fat lumps of fucking filth in your refuse and a fat lump that shows the absolute depths in which the western society has fallen that's what they are i don't you can't force me to to see them as attractive fuck them fuck you and this goofy bitch is here i'm sure she would look nice but her personality is a zero this woman was paid big money for this ad you see the guys in the background they got paid big money for the ad but not as much money as the woman who getting their tits looked at got paid for it and you're just upset that you could never look that good. But wait a minute. Wow. Hmm. She seems to have a problem with this. Oh, damn. What? What, bitch? You be out here posting these bikini photos? Look at you out here in this thing making out with a tree. Oh, what's this? Oh, my goodness, Lana. I think you're just mad that you don't look... Oh, and, ooh, okay, look at this, out here in these bikini pics, posing by the pool, man, 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 I, now let's, uh, but maybe, maybe you didn't post these, right, you know, maybe you're not behind these, uh, risque, oh, what is this, Lana, oh my goodness, Oh, oh, let's, uh, what's, what's going on on her, uh, Instagram page? Let's go find out real quick, guys. Batman, we got some tits out, we got some bikini, let's just keep scrolling, let's just keep scrolling. Damn, bikinis, bikinis, photos of you in bikinis. Interesting, I'm just gonna keep scrolling. What's this? Oh, a video of you, uh, I'm not signing into Instagram, fuck you. Hmm, just, uh, scrolling through here a little bit more. Oh, what is this? Have you been a voting plan yet? Because it's not nothing. It's like, who are you It's out, you jiggling in front of people, getting paid to be naked. Like, Damn, Alana, look at you, like these bimbos you hate so much. Getting paid to have your tits up, but instead of promoting beer, you're promoting voting for an old pedophile. Clearly, the bimbos were the ones in the wrong here. Look at these. My, my, my goodness. You hate being looked at. You hate women being looked at as these sex objects, but here you are, posting all these bikini pics everywhere. Man, you know what's really funny? I came across a, uh, a website. Did you know she actually did do some, uh, oh, what's, uh, what's going on here? 
New York, I love you. Make sure you get your tits in that angle. Make sure you angle the camera down to show off that excuse for a cleavage. Upstate, gorgeous. I am obsessed. I'm uh, Vladimir Putin nuked New York. I would not cry one iota about it. Oh, that's right. You did like a modeling thing back in the day where you would like, uh, you know, show off and whatnot. Very interesting. You don't like being objectified, yet you have a history of being a bikini model. Clearly a woman who uh, doesn't want to be objectified and sexualized in any way by anyone. And how dare women of the past do the same to themselves, right? This goofy-ass bitch. Zero self-awareness whatsoever. All these shots, wearing these shirts that show off her nipples through her clothes. She's an absolutely unaware millennial garbage bag of a human being. So let's uh, enjoy her a little bit more, shall we? Look at this. I just did. It's time beer made it up to women. So today, Miller Lite is on a mission to clean up not just their shit, but the whole beer industry's shit. Miller Lite has been scouring the internet for all this shit and buying it back so that he can turn it into good shit for women brewers. Wait. Good Wait. No. Ladies, take it away. First, we turn the badge. Ladies who are all actors and not actually brewers or farmers of any kind, take it away. Into compost. Now we feed compost to worms. Push out beautiful fertilizer. That good sh helps farmers grow quality hops. No, you're wrong. So you mean you're taking advertisements that if you're doing a, as wide of a campaign as you're saying you're doing, reaching as far back into the past as you can to find shit, homie, you're using inks that have been registered cancer risks since the 80s. So you're using all these paper, all this paper that has these dyes and inks in it that can't be com be digested or composted, mulching it down into compost, and then using it to grow shit. So you mean to tell me that if I drink Miller product... I am drinking beer that has leached ink, leech, uh, leached plastics, leached micro particles. Like, you're retarded. You're actively fucking retarded. So what about all the nasty shit the worms can't digest that they're just going to poop into dirt? All the microplastics, the inks, all that stuff. That's going to be in the beer? That's going to be in the hops and in the barley? Wow. You really make me not want to drink your fucking product. Which has been donated to women brewers to make that's their not own really what good an actual. That's not what an actual... What? That is not what an actual bottling place looks like, homie. That might be your first bottling location when you only have a distributor in the neighborhood who buys from you. That is not a corporate-led or even a independent brewery making money setup. But there's definitely more shit out there. In your attic, in the garage, in your parents' basement. Send any shit you got into Miller Lite, and they'll turn that into good shit, too. Oh. So here's to women. Because without us, there would be no beer. Not true. Factually, there would be plenty of beer and alcohol without women. Think about all the manufacturing inventions that have existed without women. Don't sit here and act like women invented beer or alcohol please. And if they didn't invent it, it was invented by the ugly one so that the good guys would fuck them. I have to see what the ratio on this video is. 
Here's a little known fact. Oh, I'm done Women. hearing you. Let's see, 1.3 thousand likes to 33 thousand dislikes. Yeah, buddy. Uh, without women, beer, there would be no beer. Is just an outright lie. Absolutely. Love being lectured by a beer company for something I had nothing to do with. I like your Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. I love being lectured by an ultra-powerful mega-corporation who pretend to care about anything other than the almighty dollar. I feel so sincere. I love seeing large beer companies completely tank their brands in real time. Feminism has spent 40 years trying to turn women into men, and now they must think that women are their largest customer. These comments are great. I will leave a link to this in the description below. Ooh. Damn. They got Jimmy O. Yang. I like Jimmy O. Yang, but unfortunately, I'm, I'm not drinking Miller anymore. I'm gonna be drinking Yingling. Miller fucking sucks. That does explain something. Uh, in the warehouse I worked, we had these posters. Like, they were old pinup girls that were drinking, like, Bud Light and Miller ads and what, and, like, Mil or drinking Miller beer and whatnot. Uh, we had this absolute fucking joke of an HR department. Or at least the head of the HR department. I had a feeling she was behind this. But now, wow, corporate was behind this. They came in and they gutted all... And they had a lot... Of, they had a nice touch to their room. You know, it's the men's warehouse. And they had all these pictures of these nice-looking women. You know, like they'd be love interests in a Top Gun movie or something. Good-looking chicks. Anyway, the uh, insecure lesbo that runs HR had all that shit gutted and taken down. All of it. And that was right before I got my foot broken, which was right before Bud Light did their thing, which means the reason all those posters were taken down in the Miller warehouse I work at was for this campaign. This campaign has directly affected me now, which means I am not drinking any Miller products anymore again, ever. I'll do my own boycott, even if no one else joins. Final today, Miller Lite is on a mission. We already watched the ad, blah, blah, blah. Already read through all that. These are all quotes here. On YouTube, comments suggested that between Bud Light and Miller Lite's recent marketing moves, quote, we got two of the best examples of having no clue who your customers were. Now notice how I said were, not are. This makes me want to go buy more Yingling. Do it! Do it! Do it right now! Another commentator said, it also helps that Yingling has come out, like their CEO has come out and said bad shit about the World Economic Forum. You love it. Meanwhile, Yingling has positioned itself to scoop up Bud Light and possibly now Miller Light's ex-customer base with the timely release of a limited edition red, white, and blue can. We've covered this in another art in another episode already. So that being said, we're going to hop over to the next. Oh, yeah, it's completely unrelated. Howard Stern watched the Trump town hall thing and actually ended up praising Trump. Howard Stern, I know. Now Bud Light isn't the only uh, beer uh, beer and maker Anheuser-Busch portfolio suffering. Budweiser and McClub Ultra sales were down 11.4% and 4.4% respectively the, the week ending April 29th, according to Bump Williams Consulting and Nielsen IQ Data. Now, that last article, it's not a big article. We're not going to read the whole thing, but just a little bit of it. What's this? I hate identity I mean, politics with a passion. I really do. It's pretty interesting. It's so oh, stupid. It's that human beings made beer, okay? And some human beings look good in bikinis. 
it's like, what are we doing? The middle They're saying women brewed beer. They said they were the women first. were the ones doing the brewing. Centuries later, how did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. With awesome pictures like that is how. It's hot. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Women do it. Women do it. Women it's, do it. Like, what, I'd like to see a pie chart of how many women are actually involved <laughs> in making beer or drinking beer. Yeah, ain't that the fucking truth. Now, Joe Rogan originally was mocking the Dylan Mulvaney situation before, I don't know if it was because of fans got on him about it or what, but he came around to the Bolt boycott a little bit, but never really talked about it again. However, he is out there speaking about this. Now, if you remember, Kid Rock, who is not as popular as Joe Rogan by any means, started the Bud Light, Bud Light boycott with that video where he shut up all those cans. Now, before anyone says, oh, he bought those cans, yeah, he bought those cans like three months prior for the bar he owned. And that was what was left of the bar stock. He took it outside and shot it up. So, yeah, he paid for it before the company went woke. Shut the fuck up. But now Joe Rogan is on board with calling out Miller. So I'm just curious to see where this boycott goes from here. Because Miller is already showing possibly... It's not confirmed, but they're already showing some possible signs of the boycott coming their way. Joe Rogan mocked Miller Lite ad after the brand's month-old ad in which... Broad City actress Lena, uh, Lana Glazer touts women beer makers re- uh, resurfaces on social media this week. I'd like to see a, you read, or saw that pie chart, pie chart in the ad. Centuries later, how did the industry repay women, the fine mothers of beer? They put them in bikinis, Glazer said. Wow. So here's to women. The Joe Rogan experience. Yeah, as opposed to something like NBC or CBS mm-hmm. or ABC, which is mm-hmm. like probably standard operational right. procedure to, right. like, to like have people pay, put Coca-Cola on. Right, because they need to make money over they can, because now yeah. they're in competition with Amazon and with Netflix. They're going to come to you with Bud Light. They they go, go. You guys can fix Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a new one today. Did you see the Miller Light one today? Yeah, like, does oh. no one learn? Oh. Does no one learn? I mean, and they were taking all those ads that we love from the 80s, and they were yeah. just putting them in shredders. Like, yeah. That was their campaign today. I saw it this, this morning. Is so stupid. I mean, it, I don't know. But once again, like, there's something wrong. Also, it's making there's something wrong with women wearing bikinis. Mm-hmm. Those women wear bikinis because they look great. They like to look great. They take photos of them looking great. The girls see those photos of them in bikinis. They get excited. Look, I look great. People buy it. Wow, she looks great. It's not bad to look great. It's just no. like it's not bad for a guy to have a shirt off. Guy, if Chris Pratt has a shirt off. He's looking ripped. It's not objectifying. I mean, I guess it is, but it's not negative. It's not <laughs> it's selling, negative. It's selling movie tickets right there. That, that ad is so weird. Isn't it strange? You want to watch it? Let's watch it. Let's, Let's watch it just oh so can goof out. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> I couldn't believe it's, it this morning. They, they don't learn. It's, no one learns. Well, it's just in general, I think. It's kind of those, those taking lessons from the past and applying them going forward as wisdom. How about lessons from a week ago? I know. The only thing that uh, saves it is like maybe they spent a lot of money on it and they filmed it six months ago. But is still, that possible? I've already seen still. it yet. There's an article from two months ago. But still, you can put a pause on that. Oh, it came out two months ago? At least two months ago. Okay, so it came out before the bullshit, right? Was that about the same time as the bullshit? With Miller? I it was, this says it was in honor of Women's History Month. So this oh. put it out. So I'm like, I was, as I saw it today, I was like, maybe there's a reason they made this and we just started seeing <laughs> but it's that. Also but it's also crazy. They want to so shred let's, let's, all the good-looking oh, pictures okay. from the 80s. And they're buying it back. That was part of the thing. They're buying back all those old ads uh, that people have, I guess, in their oh, garage walls. That's what it said in the, this thing that's yeah, this morning. Like, shit and yeah. Oh, God. And they're going to turn it into Mulch. good. Yeah, that's okay. it. To brew beer yeah. ever. From Mesopotamia yeah. to the Middle East, they're Ages, saying women brewed beer. They said they were the women first. Were the ones doing the brewing. Centuries later, how did the industry mm. pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. With awesome pictures like that, is how. So it's hot. Yeah. I mean, look at that. Those, those are great those ads. Are those are great ads. It's time beer made it up to women. 
Really lights on a mission to make sure no one buys their stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. They're scouring the internet scouring. and buying it back. Yeah. Because that's easy to do once you get an image up there on the internet. So what is she saying? Uh, compost towards. Hmm. Beautiful fertilizer. Uh, that dish helps farmers grow quality hops. Yeah. Which has oh. been donated to women brewers to make their own really good sh but there's definitely mm. more shit out there. In your attic, in the garage, in your parents' basement. Send any shit you got into Miller Lite, and they'll turn that into good shit, too. Oh. So here's to women. Because without us, there would be no fear. Wow. Oh, God. I, I mean, hate identity I mean, politics with a passion. I really do. It's pretty interesting. It's so oh, stupid. It's that human beings make beer, okay? And some human beings look good in bikinis. It's like, what are we doing? It's crazy. Women do it. Women do it. Women do it. Like, what, I'd like to see a pie chart of how many women are actually involved <laughs> in making beer or drinking beer. Well, now I'm going to hold on to all those boasters from Miller Lite that I have from the 80s in my garage. I'm going to turn that stuff in. It's going to be worth a lot more now. Do you have some? Yep. <laughs> Imagine. I wish I did. Here's <laughs> oh, it. Miller Lite ads uh, are their shit. Yeah. No, actually, that, that is a very good point. point. I didn't she think clean? about that. Because of the virtue where I work, I have tons of old Miller merch. Huh. Good point. Does paper turn into compost? Is that how it works? I mean, isn't there a bunch of chemicals and shit? Yes. Are they lying to us? They're lying to you. Because people are angry. They're looking to be angry. That's what I mean. Like It's been out for two months. We didn't see it before that. I think the Bud Light thing was probably so overwhelming that no one paid attention to anything else. And now that that's kind of died down. Nope. Yeah. It's also stupid. That's not true. It was because they released that ad. We recovered this earlier. It was in the article. They covered this. They, they released this ad right a couple days before the Dylan Mulvaney thing kicked off. So, before that had a chance to really gain any traction, the Dylan Mulvaney thing had taken over. And but and uh, Miller had just privated that ad. They didn't delete it, they just privated it. Likely because they were getting ready to relaunch it at a different date. That's really the core and sum of this that I want to get into is to show that clip from the Joe Rogan experience. That being said, I can pretty much end this episode here. If you want to read the rest of the article, it's just talking about what Joe Rogan said and what we already know about the sales of Bud Light and Miller Light. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I have been your host, James Madison, and I shall catch you guys later. Deuce.